Well, hello there. I'm Tracy Resch Williams, business coach and consultant for Alaska Tracy. Businesses work with me that are seeking calmness, clarity, and prosperity. Using my vision mapping framework, I guide them on their journey to success. On this podcast, you can enjoy hearing inspirational stories of success, as well as business tips and tools that you can actually use. So thanks for joining in. And oh, please remember, click the subscribe button, invite your friends and leave a comment. Thank you. Welcome to Alaska Tracy Podcast. I am so glad that you are here today and thrilled to introduce you to our guest, Amy Gernot. She is a vitality coach and she's going to tell you all about her business. And I'm going to share with you throughout the interview the amazing serendipitous meeting of how Amy and I met and are currently working together. She's helped me grow and change in business, in the foods I eat, in my relationships. And I am thrilled to share with you all of her expertise. And I hope that you will reach out to her if you're feeling any of the things that we talk about in this episode. Amy is your go-to gal. Like I said, before I share more, I always want to share so much more in the introduction. But without further ado, let's get this podcast rocking and rolling and share Amy's story of vitality and goodness and how she is helping so many people's lives to grow and change. Thank you again. And here we go. Hello. 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 Hello, Amy. (laughs) Welcome to Alaska Tracy podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to do this with you today. (laughs) Thank you for joining in my office in the trees here in Anchorage, Alaska, and you are in Texas. Yes, I am in hot and humid Houston, Texas, although we are not the hardest, hottest place in the country right now. Oh my gosh, I've been watching Um, My family's from, we're from Montana, Wyoming area, and they've actually been hotter there than it has been here. They've been in the hundreds and we have not. Feels like temperature (sighs) is over a hundred because of the humidity, but like the actual readable temperature is like 90, 95, which is hot, but it's Texas. So. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So we're recording this on, uh, in June, June, 2021. And we have sunshine in Alaska and it's about 60 degrees We've had a lot of rain and a lot of greenery. And I said to Amy before I hit record that we have had tons of wildlife in the hood up here. And so if Chansey starts barking, I will hit pause as quick as I can. We had a baby moose walk by the window away from her mama yesterday and (laughs) lots of bears. I was was just like, oh, no. (laughs) So... Uh, Welcome to the show. I'm really excited to get to hear your backstory and hear you share with everyone how you got to where you're at today. So let's start. What what were your childhood dreams as a kid growing up in Wyoming, right? Yes, yes. So I was born in Montana, a little tiny farm town called Conrad, Montana, up by the border of Canada. So maybe a couple hours from Canada. 
we moved from Montana. I lived in Bozeman a couple of years. My parents went to school and then we moved to Wyoming, I think when I was 10 or 11, I think I was in fifth grade. So I lived in Wyoming for much longer than I lived in Montana, but we lived on the family farm, the old homestead that had been there since the thirties. Um, so that's where we lived growing up. Um, you know, as a, as a kid, I was really bossy <laughs> and <laughs> that's why we get along <laughs> I was really bossy, and I was the leader. And so I had an older brother and a younger brother. So my younger brother, of course, had to do everything that I told him to do. So <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's the way that it was. <laughs> so, but I wanted to be um, a teacher or an artist when I was growing up. So it's so funny now, of course, like as a coach, you are teaching most of the time. So I am actually a teacher now and I'm still an artist. So I'm just, I'm basically doing both. Yeah. And well, even like the coaching aspect is part of the arts, you know, there's an art to coaching as you know, as well. So I'm kind of doing it all encompassing there. So those are the things that I really wanted to do when I was little. I know. And then what, what happened? Where did you go? What, what did you do? And how did you feel since you are an, a nutrition coach? How did you feel about your body as a kid, as a girl hmm. growing up? Yeah. So, you know, growing up, I never gave two thoughts about my body. Like I didn't think about it. I was always a very thin child because I had lots of health issues growing up. So my health problems, and this is probably a good way to kind of say how I got going here, um, started when I was about two years old. I had very, very, very severe digestive issues. They don't really know what happened, why, but I had very, very severe diarrhea. Um, then I would have gastroparesis, which my bowels weren't really moving at all. Um, and I would have very severe constipation. So a huge distended heart, you know, distended heart as rock little belly. Um, and it went back and forth. And I had mineral deficiencies, of course, because um, I wasn't absorbing nutrients properly. They did all kinds of tests, never figured out what was going on. And so those issues I had as a kid, you know, as far as my body goes, I never really thought about it. Like I didn't think about being thin or being heavy. I just was what I was. And so it was never really a conversation for me, thankfully, growing up and even getting into teenage years and my early 20s. It just wasn't a conversation. I've always felt pretty at home in my body. Even, you know, during I had like maybe a five year span where I was in my late 20s to early 30s, where I was actually a bit, I was probably 35 pounds heavier than I am now. So I'm 5'9". I currently probably, I don't weigh myself. Like I, I don't weigh myself at all. I go based off how my clothes feel. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably like one between 135 and 140. So I've been as high as 175. And then I was, I was very uncomfortable in my body. I was very uncomfortable. I didn't like the way it felt. Um, so there was like a period and process of trying to figure out how to go backwards because I'd always just done whatever and it was never a problem and just ate whatever I wanted and didn't really give it much thought. And then all of a sudden that didn't work anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so then I had to go the other way. But growing up, I didn't really think much about my body. And I really only thought about it from that perspective when I was at a higher weight and I was really uncomfortable. And I was like, all right, I've got to, you know, I need to make some changes here because this does not feel good. This doesn't feel like me, how my body is meant to feel and where it's most, where it feels most healthy. Everybody kind of has a, has a weight within me, I would say about 10 pounds where they really feel pretty optimal. They feel pretty good. You know, they're not uncomfortable. 
you know, all of those kinds of things, because there's not so much inflammation. But yeah, growing up, it just wasn't a thing for me. And I think part of it was because I had so many other health issues. It was more focused on that than like, you know, how I felt about my body and being a woman in general. Wow. So what did you do after high school? So after high school, I went to college in North Dakota for two years. I was going to be a physical therapist, and I played volleyball there. That's really the main reason I went to college is because I wanted to keep playing volleyball. So I went, and after two years, I just knew it's not what I wanted to do. You know, going through the process and then the instructors talking about, you know, most physical therapists work 70, 80 hours a week, and I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) That is no, that I, I just knew that that was not a good fit for me. I didn't fully understand what that meant, um, but I knew that that was not going to work. So I left, I went out to California for a couple of years. My cousins were out there attending Bible college. So I did that for a couple of years. So I kind of just bounced around really a little bit. And I went home to Montana. My parents were in Montana again at the time. And I moved to Houston. My ex-husband is from here. So I moved down here and I got a job working for a manufacturing company um, as a receptionist. This would have been in like 2002. So I got a job working as receptionist in 2002. And I was with that company actually for 12 years. Um, So it was a small company when I started and we probably tripled the size of the company by the time that I left. Um, And so I was, it was really an, an amazing experience because I was in this business where I got to be part of the growth of it. So I developed different positions. I developed a product manager position. I developed a supply chain manager position. I did the marketing and all of the literature and all the design and the product packaging. So there was a lot of things that I got to experience being part of such a small company um, that were really valuable when starting my own business. That's wonderful. What an experience. Yeah, it really was a great experience. And then... So then came the nutrition. So that started in 2010. So I left that job in 2014. So in 2010, so my whole life, I had had progressive um, health problems, really bad menstrual cycle issues, lots of digestive issues, still bloating and, you know, kind of back and forth between, you know, I don't want to call it diarrhea because it's not like complete liquid (laughs) Yes, we're having this conversation, everybody. Uh, yes, so, we talk poop a lot, don't we, we Amy? <laughs> it's such a normal conversation for us that I don't even think about it. But I'm like, oh, yeah, other people are listening. So I'll just throw that out there. But we're going to talk about poop for a minute. Right. And so it wasn't like that extreme. So it was like looser stool. People would know what I'm talking about. Right, too, I know. But I was still having that issue. Lots of bloating. Like my belly was always just puffy. Like not, it was just always puffy, always pushed out. I hated having like pants, like too tight in that area because it was so uncomfortable for me. So and those kind of issues, I had chronic headaches that started when I was 15. Um, and so with chronic headaches, literally I had a headache almost every day. It wasn't something, it was like a low, like a low grade dull headache all the time. It was just always there. And so I took Excedrin migraine, like it was candy. Like I was taking it almost on a daily or multiple times a week basis just to function with the, with the constant headaches. I would get sinus infections four to five times a year. So I had lots of things going on. So in 2010, I started getting this um, kind of pressure and discomfort in the upper part of my chest here. And so I went to the doctor They didn't know what was going on. So they sent me to a cardiologist. They actually sent me out the door with paperwork on hysteria, 
which I was furious with. I got in the car and I pulled the paperwork out and read it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this man just told me I was crazy. <laughs> that was my first experience. With doc- yeah, hysteria. In other words, I was having super high stress and that's and I was having anxiety attacks. And I knew inherently that that was not the case. I knew there were some areas in my life where there were stress, but I knew I wasn't, I knew I was having a real physical thing happening. Later on down the line, I understood the correlation, but Mm -hmm. at the time I just knew I had a really strong, um, I was having a physical thing and I didn't understand it. So I finally went to um, an ENT and they diagnosed me with upper esophageal reflux. So they wanted to put me on Nexium and I did not want to do it. I did not want to take it. I was like, I am in my early thirties. I don't want to be on medication for the rest of my life. And so it's like, there's got to be another answer. And I had never outside of like calories in, calories out, you know, low fat, all of the, I didn't look at food really any other way. Right. So I'd never, I had never looked at nutrition. I had had that period where I was heavier and I did lose some weight literally by stopping. I no more soda and I stopped eating fast food and I ate lean cuisines for lunch every day for like a year, which I actually can't stand the smell of them. now. (laughs) (laughs) But I did lose about 20 pounds over the course of about a year to a year and a half. So it did help significant. Uh So I read, I found this little book at Barnes and Noble called natural alternatives to Nexium, this tiny little book. I still have it. And one of the things it talked about in there was um, being gluten-free. So this is 2010. This is before pre-gluten-free where it was like this big thing in conversation pre like the paleo food movement where it was really big. So I didn't know what really what that meant. Um, so I ha- I found like one website, glutenfreegirl.com. <laughs> <laughs> I found one website and she had celiac, which I w- didn't believe that I had because I think they actually tested me for that um, when I was like six. Um, they actually biopsied my small intestine and, 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 didn't, and didn't find any significant findings. So um, so I found her <laughs> and I started the process. And I think I was telling you on a, on a, you know, a thing we did last week or the week before that I ate scrambled eggs for like a couple of weeks. I had no idea what to eat because I ate cereal and toast and sandwiches and pasta, all the things that were all wheat related. Uh-huh. And that's, that was what I ate. But within about three months, I had really significant changes that I was not expecting. I was just trying to deal with the reflux thing and not take medication. But my bloating was gone. I lost like another 25 pounds in three months. So this was very rapid. I lost 25 pounds. My headaches were gone. I haven't had a sinus infection since then. That was 2010. I've not had a sinus infection since then. Wow. Yeah. And I, it was a normal thing for me since I was very, very young, ear infections, sinus infections, strep throat, all of that since I was very young. And I was just blown away. I'm like, what happened? Right. (laughs) I was so, I just didn't ever correlate food having an impact on all of those types of things. We think about it as just gaining weight. Like you gain weight or lose weight based off of what you're eating and that's really it. Or maybe heart disease and, you know, not eating, you know, fats and animal meat, which is complete BS, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there as I'm saying it. Um, and so I never thought about food having that kind of an impact. And so I went through the process of like being totally gluten-free and that made a huge difference. I took dairy out at some point, kind of off and on. I did some more healing diets like autoimmune paleo, 
which are very restrictive, not something I actually use today in practice, but they're very restrictive, but they're also therapeutic diets. And then I decided I was going to go back to school and this is what I was going to do because it changed my life so significantly. I mean, it was really a, a massive transformation in a very short period of time. So I went to school um, to be a holistic nutrition consultant. So I'm a certified nutrition consultant through Hawthorne University. And then I added functional nutrition to that. And then I added nervous system regulation. So that's my background that I kind of did for in the course of like 2010 to 2017. Holy cow. Yeah. During that time, were you starting your business? So yeah, I did. I started my business in 2014. Okay. And so I wasn't, I was about halfway done with school. So I wasn't doing like one-on-one consulting. What I was doing was some cooking classes for people who had food intolerance. So I did that out of my house, teaching them how to use alternative recipes and alternative ingredients um, so they could cook for themselves, you know, and be very low, low inflammatory, basically. So I did that. And I did some workshops talking to people about food. I did grocery store tours, um, those more like educational food things. Mm -hmm. And then once I completed school in 2016, I started at the end of that year doing one on one consulting. Wow, amazing. So I shared uh, in your intro in the beginning that I would share how you and I ended up meeting. And it was, I believe that there's no coincidences. And um, so Amy and I belong to this group, uh, Facebook group of like 500,000 women. And I had posted, oh gosh, what? It's been almost three months now. It's been almost three months, I think, Yeah. yeah. So I posted a question about, would you like to network? It was a very casual question and I got probably 300 responses, which I've kind of slowed down going through because I've had so much magic happen going through those calls. I mean, it's it's just been amazing. And Amy was one of the women that I reached out to. And so I had come off, I was seeing a dietitian and had found out I had anxiety and and just my gut was killing me. And so I was talking to Amy on a meet and greet call and I had a full blown anxiety attack. You know, the sweating, I'm gonna poop my pants. I'm gonna like, just, oh my God. Like I'm, I was pacing the living room. I can still see what I was doing. And, and Amy was telling me about her business and I thought, well, I can either hang up and call my husband and freak out and call the doctor and freak out or I can tell Amy what's going on right now and I don't know I I guess like God the universe whatever just guided me and and I just decided to tell you everything that I said I'm I want to get off the phone right now but what you're telling me you do sounds similar to everything I'm feeling right now. And you said, well, what's happening? And I, I'm sweating. I, you know, this is going on. And, and um, I think we talked for about an hour and then Mm -hmm. you told me about your coaching program, which I was thinking you were a nutritionalist and I was going to kind of just, I I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. That talk kind of talked me down off the ledge there. And, um, And then I said, well, if I sign up today, when can we start? And you were like, oh, like four days from now. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I need help now. (laughs) And so we both had our calendars free and you gave me my first session and we've been working together ever since. 
and that's been about eight weeks now. And it's it's been so much more than than nutrition coaching. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been business and relationship and um which it's funny because you tell me my business is so much more than vision mapping and and it's you've just been a lifesaver uh for me, helping me with all sorts of issues. And I, I really appreciate that. It's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, it really was just divinely guided oh. for us to work together. And I was just opening up the program that you came into. You know, I'd had a couple people into it, you know, in this expansion that I did. And so I was so excited to work with you because you were just like the perfect fit for that program. So, and, you know, because it's all about the foundations of being, having vitality. So, the way my business kind of progressed and I was telling you the names of my businesses right. <laughs> business before we got up, right. actually had three different names to the business as it progressed and grew because it changed and morphed, of course, with my experience and my experience with working with people and really understanding what was actually needed. So the food and all of that, yes, it can make an, a substantial impact and there's so much more underneath it so it's almost for me it's a support it is not the answer so we support the body with foods we support the body with supplementation i'm extremely conservative when it comes to supplementation because i don't want it to be seen as a pill to fix a problem it's like it is to support is supplemental that is the whole point of it and so my business was you know started off with cooking classes and then you know, I did the one-on-one consulting. And during that time, I actually had a very severe health crisis. Um, And that health crisis came from years of very extreme stress. So kind of going back to that doctor handing me that paperwork and he was right and not right. So he handed me that, but there was no discussion about it. And, you know, he asked me if I was stressed out, you know, thinking about that conversation with him. And I was like, not really. And it's because I had built this tolerance up. And so I had all this stress underneath and I was here not recognizing what was actually going on in my body, like how stressed out I was, how, um, you know, like even like really strong, like emotions of anger and rage and all of this stuff that was underneath that I was so good at suppressing. I was like an emotional suppressor. Like I am not showing emotion. I'm not doing that. You know, I was an emotional suppressor. Well, when you suppress emotion, there's nowhere for that energy to go, but within the body. And when you push that energy into the body, it's going to create disruption. It's what it does. It has to go somewhere. Everything is energy. And so if there's not a way for that energy to move out, it's going to kind of fester in the system and it's going to it's going to build up and it's going to create some type of density, which is going to be some kind of disease or physical, you know, physical issues. So in 2015, the end of that year, um, my ex-husband and I were selling a house and purchasing a house kind of all at the same time. But all of these things we had to do, we had to make foundation repairs and it was extremely stressful. So I had shut down my business, the part that I was doing, the, co- the cooking classes and stuff to just deal with that and just get it all done. So during that time, we had to stay in a hotel for about six weeks waiting to get, cause we got, we sold our house really fast and got moved out and it took a while to get into the new place. Cause it was a really unique property. And so while I was there, I was teaching yoga. I'm also a certified yoga instructor. I don't teach anymore, but I am a certified instructor. Um, I went to teach a class at my friend's studio and I got there and I was feeling really dizzy and I was sick to my stomach. And all of a sudden I just was like, 
running to the bathroom and throwing up. And I was like, I don't think I can teach right now. I think I need to go lay down. And so she took the class. Well, I deteriorated really rapidly. So I'm in her back room in her like little meditation room on the floor, curled up in a ball. And I can't walk without, (sighs) I can't even lift my head without vomiting. It was really bad. So she came in after the class to check on me. And I was like, something's really, really wrong. Like I can't stop puking. And I'm like, and I can't, I can't walk. So she called my husband at the time and he came and got me and took me to the hospital they just, they initially just diagnosed me with really extreme vertigo. They didn't really know what else was going on. They just said I needed to follow up, gave me some medication to, for the nausea. Um, and then, you know, said I needed to follow up with um, a doctor afterwards. And so I was finally diagnosed um, like a week or two later with um, vestibular neuritis. So vestibular neuritis is essentially damage to the vestibular nerve and in the inner ear, which is all about your balance. Oh. So for most, I won't say for most people, but it's more common for it to clear in about four to six weeks. Mine actually became chronic. So I had constant unrelenting vertigo. So every time I would move, it's like the world did this. Oh my gosh. So I was, I was, I couldn't drive for about seven months. I was housebound. Um, I went through really extensive, very intensive physical therapy, um, to, to kind of just get a new, like rewire new pathway to get to a new normal where the vertigo would lessen because of course damage to the nerve is going to take a while to heal. So I went with a specialist. There are actually specialists, um, physical therapists who specialize in vestibular. Um, So I worked with a specialist and he was an absolute lifesaver for me. I mean, got me back to at least some semblance of functioning within about three months. And what I had, I still had the vertigo and I had extraordinarily bad fatigue. I mean, just the fatigue because, you know, I'm getting two different signals. My brain's working overtime to try to comprehend what's happening. And so I had really extreme fatigue. And that actually took to really completely get over and to where I was felt like I was 100% functional. It was two and a half years. So it was like the beginning of 2018 before I was like, well, it took Holy a really long time. Cow, that's yeah. a long time. It's a long time. To feel yeah. crappy. Yes. Yes. So when people have chronic things happening, I know exactly how they feel. <laughs> Not that I would wish that on anybody or having gone through that myself, but I do understand what that feels like very, very well. And all of the things that go through your head during that time, is this permanent? Am I ever going to feel better? You know, my body's betraying me. What's happening? You know, why can't I just be like everybody else and just be normal and functional and have energy? Why, 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 why? So I asked lots of questions to myself during this time, lots of questions. And that's really when the more spiritual side of my business started to come online because I went through that. Mm -hmm. And I was forced to be still long enough to ask questions and listen to the answers. So lots of answers came up during that time. And like my marriage ended up ending a couple of years later. And so there was a whole healing process that went through that. And then me coming out of that and really developing myself as a woman. And what does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be a woman in a woman's body and in this time in our culture? And how that all of those things affect our physical health as women. And because there's huge impacts to it. And I had no idea. All the things I suppressed about myself, about my feminine, you know, my feminine essence, my sensuality, all of these things that I just nope, not going to do that. You know, I'm not, I'm just going to be this. I'm like going to be like neutral or something. Uh I don't even know how to describe it. Um, 
And I'd always been that way. So it wasn't something that I had, you know, just done, but I didn't understand who I was is really the core of it. And going through all of those things put me in a place where I had no choice. Well, I did have a choice. I chose that I was going to understand that I was going to understand why, what was happening in my body. I was going to understand how to take care of myself better. I was going to understand what that meant for my business, what I went for my life moving forward. And I made a lot of different decisions, a lot of very difficult and very challenging ones. But at the end of the day, extraordinarily fruitful decisions that allowed me to develop this business to work so in depth with people that they really start to understand their core essence of who they are and that they have and that we all have a natural way of operating in the world, a natural way of being, a natural way of seeing things and how we have a lot of stuff in the way that has to be deconstructed and stripped down and worked through. It just does. That's the reality. There's no bypassing that. There's no getting away from it. You have to do it. But if you're willing to put the time and energy into doing it, it will change your life. You will transform into somebody else in a very short period of time, without doubt. And you are a living example (laughs) of having done that work to transform where you were from that first call pacing the floor to the breakthroughs and the revelations and all these things that are coming online for you now because you did the work. And I, like you, had to go through the pain. And an endocrinologist asked me those same questions. He sat with me for an hour and a half and he was like, I think he was like, do you think you're a big deal? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I kind of am. I've got this going and that going. And and he's like, basically, it was like, at first he thought maybe head trauma, you know, he's like, has anything happened to you? Like, I'm like, is he trying to trying to find out if I'm beat up? Like if my husband abuses me, like, what's he what's his avenue, you know, and then he moved on to kind of, do you think you're a big deal? Like, do you feel stressed? I'm like, no, but I have this awesome business and I'm like, you know, and he was like, yeah, but still I didn't see it that it was like years of, oh, look at me. I'm a big deal. When inside I felt like, you know, I still felt a lot of insecurities and yeah. a lot of fears, a lot of fears yeah. and, and yeah, just yeah, it's it's crazy though. And then it the more people you talk to that are taking things to feel better, yeah, the more it seems the norm. But I've always been, I mean, I barely take a vitamin. I'm just like, I don't like taking things. So and our body are really we are created to be thriving, yeah. to live in vitality. That's the whole core of my business. We are created, but we are all living off of a survival system right now. So what we do with the vitality programs and the vitality work is to see, okay, where are you operating in survival? And let's strip that down and find out what the roots are, what's underneath that. And then let's speak the truth to it. So it's like, even the thing with like, you are, you know, do you think you're a big deal? And it's like, in the inside, you didn't feel that way. But you knew, like you had all of this stuff to offer the world and, you know, this amazing business and the way that you see things. And it is a big deal. 
Like we're all a big deal. Right, we all right. have gifts to bring forward. And, but if you feel inside that you're not, then there's that disconnect from the outer person and the inner person. And what does that create? It's going to create some kind of dysfunction within the system. Right. So it's not that you are broken. It's that you're not connected to your true self. And when you're not connected to your true self and in your body, that's a whole nother thing. Like in your body, what does your body feel like? What is it saying to you? Everyone's living from the neck up, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and it's like, no, you have a whole body here. Right. And that's part of, you know, some of the things that happen in like the spiritual new age movements, it was all like going into spirit and esoteric. And it's like, well, now what we're needing to do is bridge the two together. So it's like, you are physical and this. So it's like bridging the two together because this is who, this is who you are, but you're having, you're experiencing life through the human body. So you need to be in the body in order to experience it and understand what the body's saying. So you know when to shift directions based on what the body is telling you, you are not in alignment with. Right. The body will always tell you. Right. Oh, and it's such a journey. It's such an amazing journey. It really is. Yeah. Amy, how can people work with you? So the best place to to find me, first of all, is through my Facebook page, Amy Gernot. Um, I do have a Facebook business page, Amy G Vitality, but I am most present on my personal page. So that's the great way to find me and start to interact with me. You can message me through there. I do most of my business through Facebook. So it's a great way to get in touch with me. You can also email me at amygrenaud at gmail.com. That's the best way to find me and interact. To work with me, I have a few different ways that you can come into practice with me. I am just rolling out the Art of Feminine Vitality. This is a monthly membership. Um, you can come into the program if you're listening to this in July of 20, June to July of 2021. You can come in at $150 a month. If you're listening to that after the fact, it is $350 per month. And this place is such a good start for this type of work because it really is starting to lay some of those foundations. This is all group coaching and masterminds and Q&As and hot seat coaching. It's a fabulous place to get in and do this work. Then you can come into the foundations program. So this is a six-week program. It's one-on-one with me where we are doing deep dives into the things that are most active in your life, and we're creating new foundations. So we're stripping stuff down, new foundations, because that's what is required. If you are looking to coach, if you are a health coach, if you're a business coach and you want to add Vitality in, I have Vitality Academy, Vitality Coaching Academy. The next one is starting in September of 2021. So depending on when you're listening, um, if you're past that, you can, of course, just pop into the Facebook page and and you can find out when the next round is. If you are an entrepreneur and wanting to build and scale and you are having burnout issues, Health Wealth, my deep dive four-month mastermind is a one-on-one is for you. Um, so that those are the different places wherever you feel like is the best fit of where you can come in and start doing this type of work to not create health because we have all different kinds of meanings for that, but to create vitality. They are very, very different things. And each person has their own unique system for doing this. And because there is no five steps to getting it done, it is really stripping it down for you. And in almost like, it's almost like installing new, like taking out the old hardware and the old software and installing new hardware and new software so that you actually operate completely differently than how you did before. Wonderful. And I'll put all your information in the show notes uh, or on my Facebook page at alaskatracy.com. Just click on the podcast and 
One last thing, Amy, how do you define success? So for me, defining success is truly knowing yourself, truly having that connection, knowing who you are. And I know that gets kind of thrown around a lot. Oh, just know yourself and, you know, love yourself and all of that kind of stuff. And this is, it's different. Like really knowing yourself, you are always in integrity with all the decisions you make. It's always in alignment with who you are. And it, it creates a very rich and fulfilling life because that is how we are actually meant to live. We are not meant to live in constant struggle. We are meant to live in this rich and fulfilling experience. And so for me, success is all about knowing yourself at the core of who you are, because that will pave the road for everything you do in the future. And it will make all the difference. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for all the good goodness that you bring to this world, all the, the, uh, help that you're providing to so many people like myself and uh, for doing this interview today. My pleasure. I'm glad to be a part of it. And thank you for the opportunity to be here with you and get to have this conversation and for the work that we're doing together because it's been magical. Yeah. So get a hold of Amy if you want vitality in your life and uh, check out the show notes. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please, please, please remember to click the subscribe button, share with your friends, leave a review, and we will catch you. I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a good day.